0: Welcome to the soul podcast, great stories, tough issues, grace in the real world. Soul is a production of through the word. That's the intro time for the show. So let's get to it. You've got to hear this story. Welcome to the soul podcast, great stories, tough issues, and grace in the real world. I am actually out of the studio away at a summit that has really moved my heart. The every tribe, every nation summit. And we're recording a series about uh, a subject close to my heart that maybe not a lot of you know about. It is the translation and distribution of God's word for people around the world. And I have met some phenomenal people doing incredible work. Well, I should say God doing amazing work through some ordinary people. And I've invited one of those ordinary people to the podcast this week. Daryl Templeton, I want to welcome you to the studio, our welcome you to the makeshift studio here in, uh, in Orlando where we're at. Daryl's with Megavoice. Daryl, welcome to the podcast.
1: Yeah, Chris, thank you so much. It's so good to, to be with you again and just the, the, the joy of partnering together with you guys. And uh, it was uh, now almost a year ago that we first met, I think.
0: Yeah, I believe we're a couple years in on our relationship, and it has been a, a brotherhood and a shared mission, the fellowship of the gospel that we share together. And I absolutely love the, the mission of Megavoice. So introduce us
1: quickly to that, and then I really want to get to a story. Well, um, first of all, Megavoice, our mission is to make the message universally accessible. And when people ask me, you know, tell me a little bit about Megavoice, I say, well, we, we try to be the best donkey possible. And when um, Jesus came into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday and the crowd's going wild, you know, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, it would really be stupid for that donkey to think that was all for him. And, and that's what we feel like. We feel like we're just the donkey. We take Jesus where he needs to go. And so Voice was started about 31 years ago, um, making the world's first audio Bible when uh, our founders realized so many people around the world can't read God's word uh, because of uh, illiteracy, or they're blind, visually impaired, uh, or have learning disabilities. They can't read God's word like others can. And so therefore, the importance of making God's word available so people can hear it, understand it, be transformed by it in their own heart language. So that's our mission. Now this is clearly something close to my heart, because faith comes by hearing. And
0: speaking God's word to people is, is part of my life mission. Now, Megavoice does that through devices that are distributed that have an audio Bible in native languages. Now, I want to tell more of that story, but first, just to help us all connect with how this actually goes down, I want you to introduce us to the the Himba
1: people and and tell me about their story. So this actually goes back um, about five years ago to get it from the start. So a lot of our listeners are going to know Operation Christmas Child i.e. the shoeboxes, packing up the shoeboxes for Samaritan's Purse to take overseas. And a pastor in Namibia received uh, an allotment of shoeboxes for his church, and he had um, a passion, a vision in his heart to reach out to an unreached people group, i.e. the Himba people. Now, the Himba people are considered primitive by African standards. The Himba people still today, um, the women uh, don't wear any clothing. So they wear, uh, like, loincloths around their waist, uh, necklaces and jewelry. Uh, But their modesty is wearing little coverings around their ankles. So uh, for a Himba woman to be modest in public, she has to have her ankles covered. And um, so... Now
0: I saw pictures that, that you shared that the hair of the, the Himba women was looked like something looked something like dreadlocks but sort of otherworldly dreadlocks and it was absolutely fascinating. So they've got an anklet.
1: You've got to wear the anklet. You got to this. Yeah. This is modesty. Tell me about their hair. So the the hair it was just fascinating to me I, when I got to visit and go there to distribute the first the first ever audio Bible to the first himba tribe and then later it's it's grown from there but that i got to go there um i was fascinated also by the hair it um they actually mix clay with cow fat so it feels uh like play-doh um or silly putty that's kind of what it feels like (laughs) and um so yeah our listeners can look this up online uh the himba hairdos it's, it's quite fascinating but um and I thought, well, this—I know what cow fat smells like. It stinks. And I thought, oh man, this is—but it actually smells really nice because they also crush special herbs and like essential oils into the clay, and it actually smells nice. And it's—it's—it's um, it's, it's, um, their unique hairstyle for sure. <laughs> unique, indeed. Now you
0: did not come in and insist that everybody put on clothing and change their their styles because this is not what we do as a mission so what is it that actually No, let's back up how did uh, how did they we got to get the rest of the story how did the uh the the christmas child boxes get in and uh, and why was that difficult in the first place
1: so the pastor um wanted to share these boxes to he was he had a, a heart for the himba people and so he went to the closest village to his town uh and was and he took to the The chief of this village some of the shoeboxes to share with the chief to share with his children and he did this for three years the Himba people um, 40 years ago when there was a civil war in Angola and along the border with the with Namibia and Angola there they fled into the jungles when the civil war Mm -hmm. came so for the last 40 years they have really been isolated and um they don't want anything to do with civilization because they saw what civilization did. I mean, the Civil War, people killing each other and all that. So they have lived isolated lives. And only now recently have they been kind of coming out of the jungles, if we can say, and letting people come into their lives. And so this pastor started sharing. For three years, he's sharing shoeboxes to this chief for the chief to give to his children. And finally, uh, year four then, he allows the pastor to come to the village more often. And in year five, he allows the pastor to bring a teacher to that village to start educating the chief's children. Now, you have to kind of think of uh, in the Himba culture, uh, a good wealthy man will have at least five wives. And in the Himba culture, a good wife will give you 10 children. So when I visited the village, the chief had 48 children. So when you're t- that's already a nice uh, school, <laughs> so a small, small school. So when you think of uh, a Himba village, there's a lot of children, a lot of kids. And so um, uh, when you love on their kids, the parents, of course, open up their hearts to you. And, um, and that's what started happening in that village all because of some Operation Christmas Child boxes that some 5-year-old, 8-year-old, 12-year-old somewhere packed up and shipped over uh, that was what opened that village to the Lord. And so uh, then fast forward, uh, Samaritan's Purse heard about this village opening up. And so they said, well, what about the Bible for these people? Well, they don't have one. Uh, there's zero literacy. Uh, Only now this one lady in one of the villages started to teach some of the kids. So literacy is not an option. So then Samaritan's Purse contacted us about um, providing the audio Bibles on Megavoice players that can work. Uh, They had already spoken with people from Seed Company and the Himba Pastors Association in Namibia. Um, so there was a group of pastors that rallied and said, let's reach the Himba people. And so we have the Namibian Bible Society, Samaritan's Purse, United Bible Society, um, and this Himba Pastors Association, and Mega Voice, all coming together and saying, yes, let's reach this people group that have never had God's Word in their language and make it available so they can hear it understand it and be transformed by it
0: now one of the things that i'm hoping to bring out in this series is the incredible things that happen when god's people work together and each of these organizations that you've mentioned are phenomenal organizations i i love the work of megavoice but the seed company is a bible translation group uh related with with wycliffe united bible societies wonderful people i've connected with here and uh, and each bible society in each country each one has their part and working together with local pastors it's amazing what happens when christians work together mm-hmm. and set aside agendas and and aim towards the goal and uh, and this is one of the things i'm hoping that that you our audience are going to hear through uh through each of these but this
1: incredible work Bring us back to the the himba people what happened so the 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 himba people then when uh, they contacted me and they said okay daryl it's time for you to come we now have the book of mark that's uh the whole book of mark done we have the first six chapters of luke done and we've got some old testament bible stories and the the team has come up with some bible songs that go with the bible stories and so that was that was their whole bible now explain that for a second why don't they
0: have a bible is it, can't you just bring them a Bible in their, their, their native language? Are there peoples no. that still have no Bible?
1: Oh, wow. You, you asked me a loaded question there. So, yes, there, uh, there is no Bible in their language. No Bible. Um, and even if you did, no one would be able to read it because the, there's zero literacy. These people have been living in the jungle, completely primitive culture, um, afraid of civilization, afraid of culture. And so there's no, there's no books in their language, uh, nothing written down. And so they actually don't even, at this point, they don't want a written language. The majority of the people, um, that is associated with civilization. And to them, everything that is associated with civilization is still bad. And so uh, they are very much an oral culture, very much into stories, Telling stories, sitting around the, the campfire and telling stories, and the that's the way they their culture is. So we are adapting the Bible into oral stories, and so they do songs, and so they will do a story and put it into song. So the story of Jesus feeding the five thousand, and they will do a call and response of you know the story. Um, the four friends that brought the lame man to Jesus and dropped him through the roof, you know, they will come up with a little song that helps everyone to remember the story. It's just fascinating. So, one of the fun things I got to do, so I go there and I'm training the Nationals how to load content on the Mega Voice Player because they are constantly now, so they are into a good rhythm and they're always coming every month. There's more of the scripture recorded in their language. So they need to know how to update and keep their Megavoice players with the most current Bible, that's their Bible, with the current content. And so I was teaching them and so we're going through this. And um, the seed company missionary that had worked with them on helping them make sure the translation is clear and accurate, um, had worked with them on this and he had set up all the audio files as okay, here's Mark, here's Luke, now here's the songs, like in a hymnal. And so, in talking with them, we got all that on the mega voice and we put it on there. And I turned it on, and one of the elders said, This isn't going to work. This will never work. This is not going to work. This is never going to work. And it's like, you know, years have gone into this, hundreds of thousands of dollars in in funding and translation and missionaries helping and different organizations that we just mentioned helping. And all of a sudden this guy says, it's not going to work. And I said, whoa, 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 guys. Okay, tell me, what do we need to do to make it work? And he says, well, of course, you, you have to have a greeting. Just like we started this program with a greeting. He says, you can't just start with Mark, the book of Mark. He says, you, you have to greet the people. And you, in our culture, you have to have a proper greeting. So I said, okay, let's do it. Let's record a greeting. So we were, and, and then we recorded the greeting. He says, no, no, you still, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. You have to have the music. I said, what do you mean music? He says, oh yeah, when you do a proper greeting, you have to sing the song. And so, okay, I said, let's do it. So we recorded the song. We recorded the greeting. We put that on the player. And once we had that, then he listened. Every, you should see the, the eyes light up. When we turned it on, they said, now that will work, that will work. And it was just fascinating. So then when I got to go to the village and distribute this, when I arrived at the village, the kids came running out, singing that greeting song that we had just recorded and put on the player. And this greeting song is something very cultural for them because uh, they are a cattle and goat culture. Um, When someone is coming from a distance... They will sing out this song, and it's a greeting, and it lets them know, uh, I am a friend. And it's uh, it's kind of like you can, you know, and there's a greeting from a distance that happens so that people know to trust each other. Are you coming here to steal my goats, or are you coming as a friend? And so this call and response in the greeting, I saw it. You know, and happening, and that's what they do in the villages, and so that was fascinating for me. And now it works.
0: <laughs> okay, now just for the sake of our soul podcast listeners, in case there's any that need this out there, welcome. I'm not here to steal your goats. I don't know if you needed that, but now you, now you can listen to the rest of our story. Now, now tell me about the the impact oh, that man. that the uh, the Mega Voice players made. What was the condition? Uh,
1: was there a church at no, all per se? No. So the, the church um, in this village um, was a, the biggest, shadiest tree next to the village. Everyone would gather under it that would listen to the Bible stories. And so at the time that I visited, uh, a year ago, last November actually, um, the they had a cross put up in this tree, and that was their, their church. And the... Um, the at the time, there were four women and two of the husbands that um, had kind of they were they didn't come f- completely out and say, yes, I'm a Christ follower, but they were very interested and about 40 children that had make des- made decisions to follow Christ. Um, so we distributed then to 20 villages. And as of now, 17 of those villages have a church, have a local expression uh, just from listening to wow. that little bit of God's Word, Old Testament Bible stories of creation and um, you know, the fall and, and, and Abraham and Noah. So there's the Old Testament stories and then uh, Gospel of Mark and a few chapters of Luke and some songs. That's their whole Bible. And so now uh, it, it is growing, and the, the villages are really being transformed by God's grace. Now, this is
0: one mission of Mega Voice, yeah. but one mission can transform an entire people group. That's a phenomenal story. In, in how many places is, is Mega Voice working? And I want to get just a little idea of what Mega Voice is doing and before, but then I want to get some of your story personally, how you got caught up in all of this. Yeah.
1: So Megavoice is uh, working through partnerships, just like we said, you know, Samaritan's Purse and the Bible Societies. So we actually work with about 83 different Bible Societies. So we're working around the world with many different groups and organizations. Uh, a lot of uh, ministries use Megavoice, and it's not called Megavoice, um, and we don't care. Again, it's not about the donkey. It's about the message. And so um, it, for some ministries, you know, they call it the God Pod. Other ministries call it uh, the messenger, the navigator. Uh, what's another name? that they, in, in Brazil, they call it the little preacher. So it doesn't really matter what they call it. Um, it's, it's a way to be able to get God's word. So we're working literally in uh, over 6,000 languages that we're, we have content in. Um, we are working in hundreds of villages and, and through organizations. So Voice doesn't do it. Okay, we just make the vehicle that makes it possible to take Jesus where he needs to go. Now,
0: I'm guessing that some of our listeners heard the number 6,000 languages and were a little blown away that that many exist. And I will say most languages in the world still do not have the Bible in their, their own language. We'll get to, to that subject in, in just a little bit. And, uh, and I'll let you cover the stats that you probably know better than I do. But I wanna back up and, uh, and get personal about this. What, what on earth got you, <laughs> how did you end up on, on the other side of the world in, in Africa? What drew you into
1: Megavoice? And let's back up even further. How, how did you end up a believer? Let's get some of your testimony. Wow, thanks, Chris. Um, I, was, I was a terrible sinner. I was a thief and a liar. And um, at the age of five, I stole my sister's bubble gum. And um, she told on me, and I knew I was in trouble. And so I started crying because I knew I was going to get a whipping. Um, I, my parents were missionaries in Brazil uh, with New Tribes Mission. So I was born and raised in the church, uh, the youngest of six. So, I mean, I, I knew the gospel. But at the age of five, um, I stole my sister's gum. And um, my mom sat me down and explained to me that she, she was very good about making sure I understood why I was going to get punished. And so she said, do you know what you did was wrong? And um, she made me confess that what I had done was, was wrong. And then she went on to say, well, do you know what you did was what made Jesus sad? And it, it's sin. And when she said that, it dawned on me I was a sinner. And, and then I really started crying because as a, even a small, young five-year-old, I knew from my dad's preaching that sinners went to hell and i was afraid of going to hell and um so at the age of five my parents explained salvation god's grace and that i could have assurance of my salvation and the forgiveness of my sin even my sin of stealing and lying um and you know so the faith of a child and so then at the age of of 12 i dedicated my life to full-time mission service and uh by God's grace, uh, now I've been able to travel to 75 countries sharing God's grace. Now sharing God's grace, as, as I've talked to you, is clearly something that that
0: I think when if, if I if somebody poked your heart, God's grace would come out. <laughs> but uh, but how early did that start? You said you were saved at five years old, and this is a real encouragement for me as a guy who who raised Christian kids. My kids were all ministry kids, pastors' kids from from the beginning, and it's a different challenge. It really is a different challenge to to help a. A five-year-old understand the gospel. Did uh, uh, did that really stick?
1: And did you say you talk about sharing the gospel? Did that happen early? Well, yeah, because my right away. I mean, even that first week, um, I led my little playmate that lived on the street that you know we played together. um, I led him to the Lord, and um, because I didn't want him to go to hell, and so that was um, the first you know, right that week, sharing, you know, the good news with someone else that he didn't have to be afraid of dying either. Um, And shortly thereafter, it was a couple of months later, we were on a train trip. It was a 24-hour train trip. This is back in the day of of traveling by train in Brazil. And um, on the train, sitting next to me was a Catholic priest. And um, my parents had, uh, I, my mom especially, helped me memorize scripture and memorized scripture in Portuguese, and so I started quoting scripture to this Catholic priest, and I was a, asked him if he knew if he if he was going to go to heaven, and he says, "Well, I hope so." And I told him that wasn't good enough. <laughs> you know, you don't want to hope so. I said, "You can know that you're going to." And he says, "Well, how can you know?" And I started quoting scripture to him, and um, long story short, um, he was very intrigued, um, convicted by the Holy Spirit, and uh, I brought my parents in on the conversation, and they were able to explain it better than I could as a five-year-old, but there together on the train, uh, Jean-Marie was his name. Uh, He was a priest, and he prayed and accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. So that was at the age of five, and um, yeah, so it's ever been since then. It's pretty ambitious for a 5-year-old. I didn't know better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, sometimes it's better not to know yeah. better. You still got that faithful child. How about let's hear let, let's hear John 3:16 in in Portuguese. I think uh, there's some people uh, at home hearing your, your American accent wondering, "I don't know, if this guy really knows yeah, his Portuguese. You grew yeah. up in Portugal." Yeah, uh, no, in Brazil, Brazil of course. Brazil, yeah. Okay.
1: So, yeah, it's I am a Brazilian. Uh, when I came to the US at the age of 18 to go to Bible school, um I actually had uh, I spoke English with an accent to the Brazilians I'm still a Brazilian so John 3:16 in Portuguese Porque Deus amou o mundo de tal maneira que deu seu filho unigênito para que todos aquele que nele crê não pereça mas tenha a vida eterna Okay, i Oh, yeah. <laughs> by it now. That's, that's pretty good. Let's uh, we got your story. Let's back up and
0: hear the the Mega Voice story. How how did Mega Voice get started? Now for me, I just connect it with an MP3 player. But this is this is actually started out before the time of that
1: MP3s were around. How far does, how far back does Mega Voice go? So Mega Voice was actually founded 31 years ago, and we have three founders. Um, one that was the visionary, and the visionary, uh, his name is Tom Tresseter, still alive. Uh, Olympic gold medalist Australian, and he was um, the General Secretary for the Bible Society in, in Australia, and through a series of events he found, he just, giving out Bibles, came to realize that so many people could not read the Bible. And then he started thinking about, well, what about the blind people? What about those that have visual impairment, or what about those with learning disabilities? And the Lord just started pricking his heart about having a Bible that people can hear. And this was um, way before MP3 players or, or iPods. This is a decade before an MP3 player was invented. So it was way ahead of its time, and um, it's just exciting to see where God has taken it. So he came up with a, a, the idea, the vision, the dream of a solar-powered, virtually indestructible Audio Bible, and if you get to go to the Museum of the Bible, you can see one of the first Mega Voice Audio Bibles. So Mega Voice is the inventor of the Audio Bible. Now, but the idea when I heard this story, tell me about the Barbie doll. So Tom, when he um, was convicted that there were people that couldn't read his Bible, he took his daughter to a, a birthday party, and um, at the birthday party, uh, the girl that was getting a, a presents. Um, she got one of those little Barbie dolls that talked And you push the button on the back of the Barbie doll And it says hi I'm Barbie do you want to play you know, the, And so they, there was about six things And he thought well if you can make a Barbie talk Why can't you make a Bible talk and so that's how it started. So Barbie is an inspiration. An inspiration. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but, but now here's the
0: fascinating thing to me. I remember the day that I saw the very first iPod commercial. And I remember they said a thousand songs in one device. And I thought that is going to change the world. And it did. The, 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 the compression technology necessary to compress audio into small files, so you can put a lot in one place. Obviously, that's needed for the Bible now, but but that wasn't available. So, so how much Bible could go onto a device? So,
1: our, our first device, um, the the chips could hold six seconds of audio. So, the first player we put two chips on it and uh, twelve seconds of audio, and then we worked up so that we could get the whole of John three uh, sixteen in three different languages on the player. So. Um, the technology, they were working on uh, the solar panels, the solar technology, the navigation, waiting really for the technology and memory to to catch up with the idea. And so um, I personally got involved with Megavoice once the memory capacity was enough sufficient so we could put a whole Bible on a player. Uh, but Voice started really taking off around 2005 when they they were had the capacity to do New Testaments and full Bibles on a player.
0: Well, that's a pretty great story, but I am actually going to interrupt here because my listeners know at some point in the podcast we've got to have a theology throwdown. And I'm probably going to get in trouble with Brad because I'm not going to go through the rules of theology throwdown, and, uh, and he doesn't have any red cards to, to carry. But suffice it to say, no going out of context and uh, and no going overtime. But our theology throwdown question for our challenge today. If the Bible is a text, what is the biblical call to reaching people through audio or hearing? Why isn't the whole focus on just getting it into text? Why don't we just teach people how to read? And Because the Bible is text. Do we actually have a biblical call? I'm gonna let you start on this one.
1: Well, thank you so much for that, because you're, you're talking my language now. The importance we see right from the beginning of culture, the importance of audio and oral. Um, if if writing and if text were so important, I think Jesus would have left us with a book. Yet the only thing he wrote, we are still arguing about what it was, because he wrote it in the sand, and then you know, we, we still don't know what it was. So. If writing and reading were so important, Jesus would have left us a book. And so right away we get a translation, because what did Jesus speak? He spoke Aramaic. The first Bible is Greek, or the first New Testament is Greek. And so right there you have your first translation. What Greek was it written in? It was written in what we call Koine Greek, which is the common man's language. It was the marketplace language. It wasn't what philosophers and the elite spoke and wrote in. It was the common man's language. And then the first translation, what was it? It was the Latin Vulgate. Vulgate is the same word. We get our word vulgar from the the origin of the Latin Vulgate, which means the common man's language. It's what they spoke in the marketplace. It wasn't the classical Latin of the day. And so we we have right there from the beginning history, the importance of having the language understandable by the people. And the key, I'll throw to that, the key on there is understanding. And this is at the heart of Through the Word.
0: From from the beginning, this is part of our our absolute mission. And and through the word has always been about equipping people around the world to read the Bible, understand it, apply it, and make it a habit. But in some places. I got to disagree with
1: you. I got to disagree with you, Chris, because you said read it. For most people in the world, that's not an option. 80% of the world does not, cannot, or will not read. So if you go to the Arabic-speaking world, for instance, uh, the functional literacy rate, i.e. being able to read and understand the Bible, is about 2% of the population. So for 98% of that population, your statement is not true. So understanding, so the importance of hearing God's Word. What does it say? Faith comes by hearing. Hearing. So hearing God's Word, and that really means understanding.
0: And I'm going to give an amen to that. I'm going to say I appreciate somebody who's really willing to throw down. (laughs) And I'll actually admit my own personal conviction and the change in my own views. Now, this is my mission statement. I was quoting the mission statement through the word, equipping the world to read the Bible. And even as I say that out loud, I recognize (laughs) that for some it needs to be equipping the world to hear, understand but the hear. understand. Yeah, yeah. Understand has always been the second word, and that's really where my focus is. Teaching the Bible is about understanding, but if they can't read, you'll never get to step two of understanding. And so hearing the, the Bible, whether it's reading or hearing, it needs to be in or the seeing. language and or seeing. Absolutely. The Deaf Bible Society is a fantastic group that's here with us at the at the summit. The key is understanding and whatever path it takes to get to understanding. Now, the text is crucial because without the text, we would not have the standard to begin from. If, uh, if, we, if the Bible had been passed on strictly orally from the beginning, we, of course, would have arguments about what is the, the true text. But we have the text to give us a foundation, but it needs to be delivered in such a way that people will hear. So I'm going go to go to my verse and then I'll let you get a verse. My verse in, the, in our throwdown is Romans 10:17, which is, of course, my through the word verse. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. But that faith comes by hearing. Now, it's through the word, which we as Americans think of as text,
1: but the mm. faith comes by the hearing. By the hearing. And when you said the word, I, I'm immediately drawn to John 1.1. In the beginning was the word. He is the word. He is the message. He is God's ultimate of communication to the world and so he is the word and so it's, it's all about the message um it's not about even the words because those are little symbols on a page and if um if you don't read greek those little symbols mean nothing to you and if the the
0: word and this just comes from growing up and in, in school. Word we think, okay, W O R D, but word has meaning It it's about the message communicated.
1: Okay, you had another verse for us. I believe in Revelation, so I'm gonna allow you to share Revelation. All right. So Revelation, one of my favorite verses, and, and this is found a couple of different ways, different places, but I'm gonna read from Revelation chapter seven, verse nine. And John the Revelator is is revealing this and he says. After this, I saw a vast crowd, too great to count, from every nation and tribe and people and language, language. And they were standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb, and they're praising God. Now, I'll go on. I'm not keep reading. But there, I mean, everyone is represented around the throne. So that is a promise and also uh a challenge to us because the word says that we are to go into all the world and make disciples of every all creatures, all people. So here it is, I mean, and it breaks it down: every nation. And that word in the Greek there, if you really want to know, is ethnos, which means eth- where we get our word ethnic group from. And so, and then tribe. So you within a people group, you've got your different tribes, your different cliques, every people. So be it young, old teenagers, kids, all the people there and it says every language. So even we're, as we were just talking about sign language, there's over 400 sign languages in the world. and we uh, think in, in America. So in in the nation of the United States, how many different languages are represented now in the. US in the nation of people that call themselves American? So you know right there, the promise is they're all going to be around the throne praising God. And so let's get busy doing reaching them. And skipping to Revelation, of
0: course, brings this to an end times. And uh, and let's talk about that a little bit. Before we finish Throwdown, I know you've got one more verse for us in Matthew 24. And that one really brings us to Jesus calling and Jesus telling us about some end times. Now, this one's interesting to me because... Uh, Sometimes within uh, listening to, to pastors, listening to Bible studies, talking about end times, end times is fascinating stuff. I really get into it. But I'll hear pastors say sometimes that everything that needs to happen before Jesus comes back has happened. And they'll usually focus on Israel being back in the land and they'll talk about rumors and, and some works wars. of the temple coming back and yeah. the wars and rumors of wars. But there's an essential element of reaching the
1: peoples, and I think that's where we need to put our focus. So what, what do you got for us in Matthew 24? <laughs> yeah, It's interesting to, to note that the disciples asked Jesus, how will we know when these things are coming? And this is Jesus's answer. So if you've got the red-letter Bible, this is Jesus talking. I'm going to pick up at verse 11. He says, And many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. Sin will be rampant everywhere, and the love of many will grow cold. Sound like our, <laughs> Sounds like our days today. And he says, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. And, here's the promise, and the good news of the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations, and that word again is ethnos, every ethnic group is going to be represented. They will all hear it. And then the end will come. Now that's a good word for us. So,
0: so we'll, we'll, we'll close out our theology throwdown, but let's kind of op- unpack this just a little bit. Are we close to reaching all nations? You talked about a, a small group. The, uh, you talked about the Himba people. Uh, but to us, that's relatively remote and small. How many people are we talking about that haven't been reached
1: or more specifically don't have a Bible? Okay, well, let's go back to the Himba people for right now. The estimate is that there is about fifty thousand Himba people. So, if you take a city, um, that's a pretty good little sized city, fifty thousand people. But it's it's still when you talk about world standard, that's a small group of people. But God's word says every tribe, and nation, and language are going to be there. So our our job is to reach those. Now, here at just the latest statistics. Now, these statistics, as soon as I say this, as soon as it's it's out there. It's already old news, and it's probably changed. So, But uh, as of yesterday, to the best of our ability, in counting people groups of populations of 5,000 and up, so there are many small population groups in Brazil and Papua New Guinea that only have like 400 people left in that people group. Okay, not counting those groups. So populations of 5,000 and more, there are still 3,800. 97 nations, people groups that have their own language that don't have a single word of God in their language. And that's what this whole summit's about, is about how do we speed up the process? Because if we're going about uh, the normal way of how we've been doing Bible translation, Bible engagement, getting missionaries to, if we take the last 40 years and project it out it's going to take us another 125 years to finish this goal if we do things the way we've been doing it the last 40 years so this conference is about okay what can we do all work together to get this job
0: done. And the conference that that Daryl's talking about is the E10 conference. E10 is Every Tribe, Every Nation. Now, the the outside name for that that most will hopefully soon recognize is Illuminations. The Illuminations movement is really something... uh, Something Mm -hmm. phenomenal. You can find information on it at Mm Illuminations.bible. And it needs support. There is cost to Bible translation. We're actually going to be talking about that Upcoming with uh, some of our next guests in the series on the podcast. But I want you, our, our listeners, to know something that was absolutely mind-blowing to me. To hear what has happened literally in the last decade. Just in the last decade, a, a change has happened. And a, a movement has has begun and and gotten incredible steam as Bible translation... Uh, groups, uh, different charities and some of the organizations, ministry organizations who are working in Bible translation. There's a lot of them. Many of them have gotten together and, uh, and begun partnering, formed an alliance in order to speed up Bible translation in a phenomenal way. Now, what that actually means, the end product of that, even from a secular standpoint, even from an outsider who might not really care that the Bible gets to everyone, the fact that any written text, any piece of text will be translated into every language in the world, of which there are nearly 7,000, is unprecedented in the history of mankind since the Tower of Babel split our languages. It is a phenomenal thing. And that work is happening now. And it's because of movement of God among believers, among organizations you talked about, several organizations working together with you. And that's a a normal part of Christian operation that that we operate together. But the way that it's happening now has never been seen before and it's making incredible difference. The goals of the the group, of the goals of Illuminations are, are all focused on 2033. Which, uh, which we're a little over a decade away from. 15 years. 15, 14 years from now. Yeah. Well, it depends on what part of 2033 yeah, yeah. they're going to the come. Those, those are phenomenal. I'm going to save that for our following podcast because we're running out of time here. I, I wanted to just hint at that here for our audience because I want to talk more about it, and it's something incredible. But first, let let's before we close out, I want to give an opportunity for you to talk about really the heart of Mega Voice, the need for orality and uh, and why do people need to hear the Bible and and how people can give? How can people can be part
1: of Megavoice? Because I think it's awesome. Well, thanks, Chris. First of all, we, we count it a privilege to be able to partner with Through the Word. And so we now have Through the Word available with a Bible on a Megavoice player. So a listener can hear the introduction to each book, each chapter, and have an audio Bible. And so that... We, we love that partnership because it's—not only is God's Word uh, wonderful, but we have the tradition from Ezra to Nehemiah and all the way through the Old Testament, the importance of having God's Word explained to us. Okay, So it's the hearing and understanding of God's Word. And so we love the partnership that we have. So, But Megavoice, our mission is to make the message universally accessible— and so, one of the exciting things uh, we've we are uh, at the Museum of the Bible. People can go online and and buy their own audio Bible in literally thousands of languages. Uh, are available portions. Now, let's go back the uh, the scripture in audio. The whole Bible is only available in about 120 languages. That's it, the whole Bible. And so, when you think of okay, that's just a small fraction of the 7,000 languages in the world. So there's still a lot to be done. New Testaments, we have about 1,400 New Testaments um, languages. But that's still, that's a drop in the bucket when you look at the total need. So there's still a lot. So we're involved in recording of scriptures. So people, if you want to, one of the things my family has done, and I would invite our listeners to get involved with, is making the scriptures available to a whole nation a whole people group by supporting the recording of a language and you can contact us and say hey our family we would like this people group to have the bible so they can hear it and understand it for the first time and we would like to fund that project and so there are we have 32 languages right now that are waiting for funding for recordings and um and and the list goes on so People, that's one way that people can support, and your gift is tax deductible. So, how can they get
0: information on on
1: how to give? And I want to encourage my listeners in this. Uh,
0: once in a long time, you'll you'll hear me talk about giving towards through the Word, and I do this that in a very careful way. You know that through the Word is free. The Soul Podcast is free. All of it is with no strings attached, no guilt trips. But if God calls you to give, now, in this instance, I'm not asking. To, to give towards through the word. I love the mission and ministry of Megavoice, and I want to encourage our listeners, if God moves on your heart, then give towards this so that those who, who don't have any word in their language can hear it and and be connected. So uh, so, give me an idea of what, what are the costs? What are the costs of the devices? What's the cost of translation? And especially,
1: where can they go to find out how to give? All right, so you can go to megavoice.com, And there you can shop and you can buy an audio Bible. Um, If you want one of our strange and different languages, you'll need to do it. It's a special order. So the drop-down there are are, our most popular languages, and I think we have about 20 of them that are the most popular languages there. Uh, You can also purchase a a bilingual audio Bible. So if you have a neighbor that came from uh, one of the Russian-speaking countries or from Indonesia— and you want to help them hear and understand God's word in their heart language, plus help them learn English. This is uh, we can we we're the only bilingual audio Bible available in the world, and so that's a that's a cool thing. Um, so you can go right there and buy um, for ministries. Um, you know, contact us because the price differs every country because of taxes and shipping. Um, but donating for the recording of scriptures. It costs about between four and six thousand dollars to record a New Testament, and about eighteen to twenty one thousand, twenty four thousand on the top side, uh, total expenses to record a whole Bible. And so, if you want to, if a family says, you know, hey, this this is something that we would, as a legacy to our family, to be able to make this nation, this people group. Uh, make the God's Word available to them for the first time. And I just heard of a... I had a phone call this morning with a, a people group in India. They have 2 million people. And um, they were wanting to buy Mega Voice p- players for these people. And they don't have the Bible translated into their language yet. They only have a few Bible stories. And they are starting with Mega Voice because there is no written language for this people group. It is... Um, they're considered untouchables by the Indian culture. Uh, they're looked down upon by the the people of the of the country, and so there is no education in their language. And so this is a people group. They still don't have a written Bible, and they probably never will. Their Bible will probably always be an audio Bible for them. And so. Uh, yeah, people can, so Megavoice International is where you can go and donate your tax-deductible gifts. That's not such an issue anymore because they've raised the limits on tax deductions. But um, still, if you need that you know, tax-deductible receipt, Megavoice International, and you can donate uh, there. Or um, you know, just write to me at info at com. info at And um, my name is Daryl. And I would love to talk to you and your church, your organization, how you can be a part of making God's word available to those who still need to hear it and understand it.
0: Thanks, Daryl, for for sharing the opportunity. And I really hope that you at home hear that this as opportunity to to get involved, to be part of the mission. Four to six thousand dollars for a New Testament for an entire people is is something that a family can get together and put together uh, 21, a 21,000 for an entire Bible is something that a church can rally around and provide a Bible for an entire people group, which can, still which will go on as a legacy for people who, who do not have it, who cannot receive the Bible, who can't hear it. In, in many places, there there are some who, who speak a, a trade language so that they can do, do commerce, but it is, does not speak to, to their heart. And imagine if if you could only hear the, the the Bible, like you can only hear from God in a language that is just the language that that you you had to learn for the sake of business that came from the outside. If, but when God speaks to your heart, it changes your life. You. Darrell Templeton from Mega Voice, thank you so much for for joining me in uh, in our makeshift studio, and uh, I, I'll. Enjoy, uh, I enjoyed our talk. And for those curious about the, the Through the Word device, Through the Word on Megavoice, this just happened. and It is super exciting. So I'm going to have more details for that one coming up because it's super cool and uh, I'm really excited about it. Thanks for that opportunity. Thanks for being here.
1: Thank you, Chris. And it's it's just a real joy to get together with you whenever we can and um, besides doing it by email to actually get to be with you and, and the odd time when especially you bring your kids and your family. It's always wonderful to see you. Thank you for your friendship and partnership in the gospel. Thank you, brother.
0: And for everybody at home, everybody at the Soul Podcast, thanks for joining us. It's a muddy world out there. Make sure your footprint is grace. And that is it for this episode of the Soul Podcast. You know, Daryl is one of those guys who I could sit and talk stories with all day. Right after we got done recording this, we sat down for lunch together, and he told me another story. I just had to share this one because it was too good. You got to hear this story. I mean that. Megavoice sends their audio Bibles all over the world. Some of those audio Bibles are actually for pastors, and they include not only the audio Bible, but audio teaching for training for pastors. In many places, pastors do not have access to training to be a pastor or to teach the Bible. So a story in Thailand about a pastor at a small church, the church is only about 14 people or so. And the pastor receives a Megavoice device and begins listening to the Bible and listening to the training. Well, one night the the pastor sets the, the Megavoice device up on the wall that separates his house from the next one. He put it up over the top of the wall and left it there for safekeeping, he thought, until the next day when he got up and reached for the audio Bible and it wasn't there. Someone had stolen it. And the pastor was distraught, but he began praying for whoever it was that stole his audio Bible, that they would figure out the buttons, begin playing it, and listen, understand, get saved, and return it. Well, 30 days went by. He prays every day for whoever that was. One day, he gets a knock at the door, opens his front door, and it is the woman who runs the local brothel pastor's a little concerned about what might be up that would cause the, the lady who runs the local brothel to knock on his door. So, how can I help you? The woman tells him, I want you to teach my family how to follow Jesus. The pastor is a little dubious of this request, so he asks the woman, and how did you come to hear about Jesus? The woman pulls out the Megavoice audio Bible and tells the pastor, One of my customers paid me using this device. I began listening to it with my family, and we all believe that it's the truth. We want to know how to follow Jesus. Someone told me that you could help us learn to follow Jesus. Well, sure enough, the woman is saved. Her family is saved and following Jesus. The pastor reports that his church went from 14 to about 150 After the testimony of the woman who runs the brothel, now this is a small town and everybody knows what's happening and they could not deny the testimony of a changed life. And now there is a healthy church in a small village in Thailand following Jesus and listening to the audio Bible together. That's all for the Soul Podcast, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the story. Join us next time as the conversation continues. You can subscribe wherever great podcasts are found. And you can find every episode at soulpodcast.com. That's S-O-L-E podcast.com. The Soul Podcast is a production of Through the Word. If you like this podcast, you're going to love Through the Word with audio guides for every chapter in the Bible. Join us for an epic journey through the entire Bible and understand the Bible in just 10 minutes a day. Get the app free at throughtheword.org. Thanks, everyone. Our producer is Brad Hornback. Audio production by Kira Joy. Video by Michael Kincaid. Audio editing by Daisy Short. On behalf of the whole team at The Soul Podcast, thanks for joining us. You heard the story, now go talk about it. Share a post, tell a friend, start a conversation, and we'll see you in the next one. you got to hear that story.